You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Desperate Housewives. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Desperate Housewives news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Desperate Housewives. Hello, everybody. Desperate Housewives, season eight, the final season. This is episode four, and I am so glad to be back in the studio. I'm Derek Shore with Sarah Stretton. Hello. How are you, Sarah? I'm so glad that you're back. We can do a show together again. You know Hopefully what? next week we can really get the reunion going. I know. Next week if we could get Roxy back and maybe mm-hmm. Heather in here. Of course, we've got DJ Jesse in the booth. Have fun hanging out with you, Jesse, always. And I might even have another co-host for you guys next week. What? Ah. Who is this? Someone yeah. new? Yes. Very cool. exciting. Do you care to uh, give us a hint? No. <laughs> All right, then. Well, well how's I'm that for a tease? So all Just of you out there, if you, uh, if you had a chance to tune into to this week's episode, if you didn't hear the number to call in in the open, it's 424-256-1729. If you have any thoughts and you want to call in, if you want to call in and tell Sarah how gorgeous she looks tonight, um, you are welcome to do that. Although I think I already told you that. Did I not? What? Tell you how gorgeous you look tonight? No, but that's very nice. You look fantastic. That's great because I was like not at my house, so I was stealing people's like random little makeup that was like in their car, and I was like, I can't put anything on. What am I supposed to do? Okay, then we have a similar story because I was at, it was a long day. I did AIDS Walk Los Angeles this morning. I was up early, did the whole thing. I'm wearing shorts under the desk right now. I scrounged through my trunk to find this shirt and jacket. Yeah, the face came out of car makeup. Excellent. Well, I think it turned out well. My friend Matt was like, we were in the dark, and he was like, no, that doesn't go. I think that goes. So anyway, we're here, and uh, we're ready. It's, it's all going to work out. Now, we are going to go through and break down this week's episode, as we usually do. We'll go character by character and talk about it. I mean, this season is full of twists and turns, as it usually is. However, I don't know. I, I mean, Sarah and I were talking about this after the screening tonight. I'm getting a bit annoyed sometimes with the predictability of these characters and storylines. I don't know if t- this today's episode was really about the predictability for me, but overall, the over t- overall tone of it just fell flat. Like, I felt like it was going so slow. I was waiting for the episode to be over. Really? I was. And I think part of it was, I'm sure we'll get to it, um, but how Bree's daughter comes into the picture, Danielle, and she really bothered me. <laughs> I have never liked Danielle. Sorry, Danielle. Okay, well, she really bothered me. So every scene she was in, I was like... Come on, the scene's taking like the hour. But there are some good things, I will say. I do love where Lynette's thing is going. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That was a pretty good tease for next week, um, showing Lynette potentially starting to date. Because in this week's episode, uh, I don't know, it's tough to, you you see, I, I think Felicity Huffman is such a phenomenal actor. She... Just, oh my gosh, and when she left that um, yoga class or whatever, it was power sculpt class, and she saw Tom and realized 
that the woman Tom is dating was not, in fact, this young teeny bopper who she didn't think he'd be interested in because she didn't have a brain or whatever, but in fact was her mother. And this woman is a doctor. Yes. Oh, my gosh. But your heart really goes with Lynette. Like, her every expression. Um, So Tom and Lynette, I haven't really gotten to talk to your opinion about what Tom and Lynette's situation are you do you think it's a good thing that they're in a separation? Do you want them to get back together? How do you feel about where their relationship is headed? You know what's totally interesting, and, and this may be a little TMI. I have really been invested in the Tom and Lynette scenario because all of us who have been through breakups, I recently went through a breakup, um, and it's actually still kind of going on, but it was a long relationship of like three years. And so I see so many things that Tom and Lynette are doing, like mirroring my own life, you know, going to therapy and, oh my gosh, can this person, like, are things going to work out? Does the separation time mean that you're just going to grow and then eventually come back together? or grow and grow apart eventually. And I still feel like they're going to come together. Yeah, there's that interesting thing where we're definitely seeing a break. And we've kind of alluded to the past that we think they're all going to date people. But we think that that is going to bring them back together and hopefully be stronger. At least that's what Roxy and I were thinking. We're like, they have to come back. They have to be happy. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting about this storyline, too, is that Lynette has always been anything but a shrinking violet. She has her own opinion. She is a very strong, strong woman. And in this whole split up, the separation between her and Tom, she's been the one who has really said, you know, like the night she had the nightmare, remember? She went over mm-hmm. to Tom's, um, you know, the the guest house where he was yes. sleeping. And he took that as as a sign that she wanted to get back together. And then the next day, she just said, no, I, I don't want to get back together. I need this time apart. It's been interesting to see that Lynette is the one who is really saying, okay, Tom, you're, you're thinking, like, maybe we're getting back together. No, that's not going to happen. I need this time away. But I think her flip, because right now I'm getting the feeling from her character that she does still have this longing to make it work and maybe get back to it back to each other and I think that flip-flop of emotions that she's having is so accurate for how people really deal with breakups how like one minute you're thinking about how much you miss them and how much you want them to be with you and the next minute you're thinking wait but there's reasons that this happened yeah the emotional roller coaster like that is how people's heads work when they break up you don't just break up with someone and go oh this is over I'm not going to think about you ever again so the fact that she is emotional and it hurts her that he's with someone else, yeah, I think is good. Well, at the same point, I don't think that takes away from the fact that two episodes ago she was saying, or three episodes ago she was saying, I don't want this. Because I think people really do that. Yeah, So I of course. Lo- I like that she's kind of all over the place in her head and what she wants. Well, and I think maybe this time away and seeing that Tom is dating someone who's not just like a yoga instructor, but actually a really smart, educated woman who is a doctor, I think maybe Lynette's character, or uh, Felicity Huffman's (laughs) character, Lynette, will gain some clarity in the situation. Who knows? I mean, I would love to see them get back together. I think it's funny that despite Lynette's um, intelligence, we always see these sort of funny, gimmicky uh, things like the webcam she was doing with Penny. I mean, that scene was... Okay, first of all, the predictability factor. I, I bring this up almost every single week because it's my feeling that the viewers want a bit of predictability. They want to be able to feel like they're kind of in on the secret and, hey, I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's happening more and more and more with the show where I'm like, okay, I know exactly what's going to happen in this episode. When Lynette gives Penny that tablet and they're webcamming 
And of mm-hmm. course, at the moment they're webcamming, she flips it around and Tom just happens to be talking to a girl in a bikini. Come on. Yes, that is a little predictable. At least they turned it around in the end with it being her mom that he was interested in and not her. True. That was a little... I was thinking they were going to go the whole bimbo route and he was going to be all excited by the young hot woman. But they went with the he actually is dating someone who's sophisticated and actually could pose more of a competition to Lynette. Oh, yeah, totally. But as for the tablet, yeah, that was... Look, we're, we just happen to be webcamming while Tom is out talking to a woman in a bikini. And he's not going to notice your face staring at him through a tablet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yes. what I was thinking. I was like, I was like, Tom, just look. Just look at and watch Lynette looking at you. Well, meanwhile, down the street, um, as you mentioned, Danielle, Bree's daughter, has shown back up. And, uh, like, this, Danielle and Bree have always had this tumultuous relationship. And I think a character that is as rigid as Brie typically has been, it's interesting how she, how her children were like complete opposites and totally rambunctious. And I love how when Danielle comes back, um, she says, do you remember what I told you on your wedding day? I said that I'd be here for you when your wedding, you know, when your marriage was over. Yeah. So Brie, right? But So passive. So... Yeah, and she comes in. Danielle's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, lounge on the couch for a couple of days. And Bree's like, okay, you can have, like, three. <laughs> and then we'll bake cookies and get you a job <laughs> and a career, and it'll be fabulous. Yes, and and the career ends up being? A sex swing. Thank you, ABC. <laughs> for our viewers at home. See, and again, like, can they show this stuff on television? A sling? I mean, she is she is manufacturing slings and selling them. Danielle on this, uh, you know, this online business that she has created. Mm-hmm. Of course, Bree's character, once she finds out, she's totally horrified and claims that she has never even heard of a sling. Yes. Um, I don't even know what to say about this. You know I what? thought that the swing looked... <laughs> there are members of my immediate even... family who will go, um, you know, remain nameless, who I'm sure probably have never heard of a sling. Would not know, I mean, what's... Do people actually use those? I mean, Renee seemed to. She wanted one. Okay, that scene where Renee and Bri- where Renee's like showing Brie how to use it, and Brie is swinging around in the sling. You didn't like it. Sorry, B- did you like that? I did. Ugh. I feel like, but but that's because I feel like if I walked into a room and there was like a sex swing and it was just me and my girlfriends, we would totally be like, "What's this? Let's see how this works." Like we wouldn't just be like, "Uh." Like, if it was, like, a room full of people, obviously I wouldn't jump into it or anything, but... Okay, right. If it's, like, me and one of my best friends, I'd definitely be like, let's see what this does. Well, Derek, I think this is, like, the second episode this season that you've kind of uh, been a little off-put with what the show... the the writing of the show. Because last week uh, we had (laughs) Renee's little scene about poking to find her spot for the tip. Oh, that was just gross. (laughs) Renee was getting a massage in last week's episode, and she mm-hmm. was telling the masseur, you can find, you know, like, you can get your tip if you can find it. It's hidden somewhere on my body. I mean, that's gross. <laughs> Seriously, okay. ABC's, I think they think, you know, it's the last season. They can push as many buttons as they want, because they're going to make it to that last episode. This is episode. prime time, like, family television, isn't it? No, it's actually not. It's totally for adults. It's a soap opera in prime time. But I am not approved by any stretch. And this show, every once in a while, I'm like... Can they really show this on television? 
Anyway, but back to the sling. It for me, this the, like Brie swinging around in this sling, like flailing violently, like she didn't know what was going on. Of course, Danielle, the daughter, moments, walks in, like perfectly fine in it. Did you notice that? Like one moment she'd be flailing, and the next moment she was like, "I'm an old pro at this." <laughs> See, the thing is, Marsha Cross, I love you. I'm sure you're listening to every word we're saying tonight. Scene didn't work for me. I thought okay. it was a little like overacted, a little forced. It didn't seem like, oh, how awkward. My daughter just walked in and I'm in a sling. Okay, well, I have to say that maybe I wasn't focusing as much on her acting because every time Danielle was in the scene, I couldn't focus on anything but how horrible she was. I couldn't focus on anything but how horrible her wardrobe was. <laughs> What was that muumu she was wearing in the kitchen during the apology scene? Yes, that's true. And she had, like, no makeup on or something. And it was like, ugh. Gosh, we're bitches. Yeah, we're awful. <laughs> we're so rude about Picking this show. Picking on the girl who supposedly just got left. Honestly, I mean, we are huge fans of Desperate Housewives. <laughs> there is a reason why we're here and we do the show. But I think, um, you know, it's only natural for people to sit and, and pick apart the show. I know mm-hmm. that when I'm at home and I'm sitting on my couch with my DVR and hitting that instant replay button, I'm like, oh, come on. You Like, really? They had to do this or that? This is not believable. And I know all of you out there are doing the same thing at home. Like, Television is interactive, right? Mm-hmm. We share our thoughts. We talk about the screen. So if we come off a little bitchy at times, it's because we are. Mm-hmm. It's because when you care about something, you want it to be done right. And yes. you want every second of it to be done right. And when something's off, you're just like, not okay. That is exactly it. Yes. That's exactly it's it. It's out of love that we have to be so picky. <laughs> so we didn't see any of Carlos in this episode. Did you notice that? We saw Gabby and some Juanita, but no Carlos. Well, yeah, there was no Carlos um, going a little bit back. There's also basically no cop. I feel like they've, they've been following all these characters pretty strictly. Like, these characters have been having really big parts. Yes. And it's like they're gone, and okay, instead but- we get PTA mom. <laughs> okay, but Cop Man is kind of gone. So Chuck, Bree's boyfriend, last episode um, – there was just as a quick recap that dinner scene where mm-hmm. he goes to propose to Bree and he went psycho and essentially had a meltdown where she made it clear that she was not ready for a relationship like this. She was not going to accept his proposal. And he really went ape Cuckoo. beep, ape beep. You know what I mean? Ape beep, a word that we shouldn't be saying on the show. He went crazy and essentially said, you made the biggest mistake of your life. He, he almost turned into like this villainous character, I thought. Well, we've been saying that he has a little bit of a dark side ever since he came across. Well, and that so, creepy music they were playing, it the way this, this week's episode ended, we did see investigator Cop Chuck in his office and that um, you know unsolved case file drop with, of onto course, his desk. Mr. Gabby's dad right on top. Exactly. So um, we, we have not seen the last of him. We oh, definitely have not seen the last of him. Definitely not. And unfortunately, before he went psycho, I had hoped we wouldn't um, see the last of him without his shirt on. But um, <laughs> something tells me he'll be clothed for the rest of the season. which is. Tough. I'm sure Desperate Housewives will figure out a way to get him off. You know, sprinklers or... <laughs> a way to figure out how to what? Get it off. Oh, to get it off. Did I not say that? It off. No, DJ Jesse heard exactly what I heard. What did I say? You didn't say you get it get off. him off. Oh. Oops. My okay, bad. Okay, well, this has gotten so <laughs> awkward so quickly. I don't even know where I'm to... I'm probably um, blushing. Where to go. You know um, what? Okay, let's move to Gabby, PTA. <laughs> much safer subject. Lots of moms and children and 
You know what? Okay, so this I thought was, um, again, like a bit predictable. Okay, Gabby's going to fight with someone at the PTA. And I had high, high hopes for this. I thought she was going to go in there and kick some ass at the PTA meeting. And instead, what happened? I mean, the whole thing fell apart. Yeah, moms were lured in by the green drop-off zone pass. Did you go to public school or private school? I went to public school. And did you have any sort of PTA mom experience like that? I mean, the most moms that I was involved with, I was in cheer. So I had the cheer mom group. Okay, so that's... And our cheer moms were intense. I'm sure they were. Like, my, my mom and the other moms had more, like, high school attire than we did. And they said cheer mom on them. Like, my mom had a jacket that said Westlake cheer mom. Oh, but that's not horrible. But, but then she they didn't would, like, have like things, a velour like, sweatsuit that said Juicy Couture on it, did she? I mean, there were plenty no. of those around. <laughs> Your mom? No. Sarah. My mom didn't have that much. Let's my get her on the phone. Good. Oh, it's it's too late on, on the East Coast. She's on the East Coast? No, my mom's here. I'm Let's get California. her on the phone. <laughs> mom, do you want to talk about cheer? I will get her on soon. She'll come on. I mean, the funny but, thing is, obviously, like this episode is overplayed. Are crazy. They totally this is what are. I was gonna say is that moms in general, like in these meetings, especially when it comes to, like their kid, or if like they want their kid to be like it really involved, they are intense. Like totally. I have two stepsisters that are in NCL. What's that? National Charity League. Okay. And like the like the almost like debbing, like where they have to do charity, and at the end they have like a big dance and they wear like white dresses what's the charity i mean national charity league that's a bit general isn't oh no it? it's like a really big thing but what's the, but so they do charity work for a number of different charitable organizations it's like a giant organization kind of like girl scouts and then there's like different sectors all over the place but they all follow the same pattern and they're and but it's the filled moms with are, desperate housewives yeah many ones super super intense like they ha- there are certain chapters that literally what, at the end of it, you wear a wedding dress and giant white sleeves, and like your dad like walks you down in between everyone. And that does sound like an episode of Desperate Housewives. It is. And the, my point though is that the moms, whew, it's a rough crowd. You know oh, what I think is like the worst. The daughters get certain jobs, and the moms designate which jobs the daughters get. And I'm like, PTA. It works. You know, they it, sound crazy, but they're real. But I swear that this is just an adult version of those really awful girls in high school. Because you know, as a girl, I mean, and I know, I've you know, from mm-hmm. hanging out with girls, girls are super mean. Girls oh can yes, be super mean, and they grow up to be super mean. Well, they grow up sometimes <laughs> to be PTA moms or soccer moms or and what kills me is that uh, and and i think housewives does a pretty good job at capturing this is they are vicious they are really vicious and oftentimes it's doled out in a very passive way and i thought that this whole scene with gabby and the pta moms you know captured a little bit of that this pta woman is kind of a nightmare these hierarchies that are created amongst people that really aren't doing very much yes these dumb dumb rules that uh, are meant to be broken i think and now Gabby's going to be in charge of all the rules. Yeah, so that was that took an interesting turn that I did not expect. I mean, when this episode started and we saw the conflict with the PTA president and Gabby, I had no idea it was going to end with Gabby becoming the new PTA president and hitting the, and hitting the <laughs> former president with her car. That was pretty you good. You know, going five miles an hour and then breaking her back. Yeah. Because that really adds up. Yeah. Not Like, it was, it was horrible. Just like, the car is going like... 
like and, and she's standing in front of it and they hit and all of a sudden she's in the hospital with a broken back it was the type of hit that wouldn't have even spilled a glass of water yet yeah. somehow this dumb pta president broke her back and is hospitalized because you know of it. tv but you know it happens at, at least when it all came around though we realized why the pta president was such this nasty woman because the job made her crazy it, it, her, her husband divorced her and she used to be a nice person and she became this raging PTA cow. And now she wants Gabby to transform into a horrible person as well. I know. And her reasoning, I feel bad for Gabby. That's just, like, her reasoning was that she had to be the PTA president or else she'd, like, press charges because they have witnesses because Gabby said, like, oh, I need to, somebody needs to, like, break her back. But, like, in total joking manner. And she's like, but I'm going to have you arrested because then you did it and... Oh, I know. Well, the, that woman just showed how manipulative and willing to lie she is, you know, right right to the very end mm-hmm. when she's sitting there in the hospital bed. But, you know, don't feel bad for Gabby because if anyone can handle that, she absolutely could. Now, if it had been Susan, Susan would Susan have had like little fragile a self. mental breakdown and we wouldn't have seen her for the rest of the season. I mean, she she's been... already having mental breakdowns over exactly. her little... Well, she did help kill a guy, so... Well, cover it up. But for Gabby, I mean, she will be totally fine. Actually, it's kind of a cool storyline. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Gabby and we'll the whole PTA. We'll have to talk about it in predictions, I know. what we think is going to happen to her. We will. We'll, uh, we'll have a, p- a few predictions later because we're a bit light on news and gossip uh, this week. And by a bit light, I mean we're um, – we have none, essentially. Yeah. There is no news and gossip. People are getting bored in the whole, like, blogosphere, cyber world. Um, people were not too chatty about the Housewives mm-hmm. this week. The most I saw was Felicity Huffman looking fabulous in, with her really toned arms and, like, a sleeveless gown. Yes, and by the way, I cannot believe we forgot, speaking of her toned arms. Oh, in this episode? Hello, people out there. Did you watch this episode and see Felicity Huffman's ridiculous? ridiculously in shape body i know well i told told you when we were watching it i looked and i was like i just can't believe that she's actually sweating in this in this workout because she's so trim and slim and muscular and amazing how old is felicity huffman like 45 50 i think she's up is she 50 i don't know whatever she is she's not 21 but she has the body of yeah she's definitely like older but Looks impeccable. I know. Her body was insane. Amazing. Vanessa Williams, by the way, I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, but once I noticed how, how great Felicity's body was looking, I was like, oh, Vanessa's in sort of like a a, a, a looser a looser top. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a lot of actresses who, even if they have amazing bodies, so many actresses who are huge stars admit that they have, like, body issues and they're self-conscious about things. So it was great to see Felicity in, in her tight little yoga, her whole yoga tight pants. outfit. We're talking about tank top and pants included. Everything was skin tight. I know. It? She looks great. I say that next week, maybe for a special segment in the show, we do a little digging and uh, maybe call some of Felicity's people to see if they could prescribe, you know, or like leak her diet or her workout, workout routines. Routine. We could just spy on her and see what she does. We have got to figure that out. All right. Okay. Next oh, week. I want a body like So hers. we can look like I mean, her. No, not just like hers. Where <laughs> he has a few different things. Okay, um, so why don't we talk a little bit about Susan? Because we haven't mentioned her yet. Um, Susan <laughs> you just and had her kind of an odd look on your face. Well, you mentioned Susan, and all of a sudden her paintings just popped into my head. 
And I was just kind of like, I don't know. I was not, <laughs> I guess I'm more focused on the artwork than the actual plot line. Okay, what's I was like, funny is Sarah. The rabbits were bad. <laughs> in, the, in a commercial break, Sarah leans over to me and she says, hey, did you, um, did you think that art was actually very good? Did you think that that was okay? I mean, it wasn't horrible. I actually thought the children's book stuff was good. No? I mean, it was fine. But she was, like, raving about how she was some professional artist. And I was like, eh. She, she is a professional artist. Her I know. Character, she, she drew, like, a rabbit. No, but she's, like, published the porcupine book like, and all of that. Remember? Hey, rabbits are hard to draw. Take it from me. I, okay, I took art class, and, like, a rabbit was the first thing we learned how to draw. No. I'm not even kidding. I mean, When sure. you were how old? Like, elementary school art class? No, I was in, like, middle school. It was, like, an art class, like, outside of school. Wow, and your rabbits were better than Susan's. I mean, I don't know if they're better than Susan's, but I know that the first thing we learned how to draw was a rabbit. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> anyway, and then she goes on to do the whole splashing paint thing to make art and ripping it, and I was like... Okay, okay. So again, this predictability thing. Like, I did you not see this coming, though? Susan's art is boring, so he says, bring in something angry, show me. That was the perfect setup. You know Susan's going to have some meltdown where she's splattering paint all over the room, and yeah. lo and behold... 20 seconds later, it's happening. Yeah. Very but, and you, but you didn't like it. I mean, I liked that painting better than her rabbits. You know what I liked? And this is so dumb. I love her clothing. I think of, of the housewives. I mean, even Eva Longoria's character, Gabby. I think Susan's character, somehow, for being like this soft-spoken artist, school teacher type character, mm-hmm. she has some of the most stylish clothes around. Yes, and she well, she looks great in them. So she and her husband's a plumber, and she's like she's wearing coats that cost like four thousand dollars. I swear that coat she was wearing tonight is like as much as my mortgage payment. The more that the only one I'm thinking about is the, like the blousey, colorful top and the jeans. But I, but definitely, definitely too well dressed for probably both their jobs and having their whole financial struggles of all the other seasons. Seriously, right? I want to marry a plumber if I can wear coats like that. Why not? No problem, Your life right? can look like this. But you Minus know, the murders. The good, the, exactly. No murders in my life, please. No more anyway. Okay. Oh. No, so <laughs> it, the good thing about this storyline, though, it, Susan, obviously, like, she gets into the art mm-hmm. class. It's all sorted out. But what I did like is that we finally see that her relationship with Tom is going to be okay. Because Mike. last oh, with Mike. Thank you. It's okay. Earlier I said some weird things, Sorry, too, so many so. characters. Um, yeah, her relationship with Mike we finally see is going to be okay because last week mm-hmm. when Susan and Carlos sat Mike down, you know, he thought that they were having an affair because they were sneaking around yeah. and they were talking. They finally sat him down and said, look, this is what happened. They let him know about the murders. His first response, obviously he was in shock, but Susan was crying and really upset. He never reached out to her and said, oh, my gosh, this must be such a painful mm-hmm. secret for you to hold on to. He was kind of a douche and just walked away. But somehow – in the week, you know, Monday through Friday, work this week. This is my question for you, though. Has it really been that long since they had this, since last, um, the time period of last episode? Because I thought the forgiveness of Mike and Susan was a little fast. Oh, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, okay. so the last time we saw Mike and Susan, it was like he couldn't believe that she was keeping the secret from, mm-hmm. even though she's pouring her heart out and obviously brokenhearted, she didn't mean to cover up someone's murder. It just happened. And then in this episode... We start out with Susan and Mike, and he's like, baby, 
there's nothing you could do that would make me stop loving. I was like, come on. Yeah. So, so Mike got over that immediately. We see that their relationship's going to be fine. But we also saw Susan, like, even though she was frustrated about, like, potentially not getting into that class, I also felt like Susan lost a bit of her crazy in this episode. Because so far, this whole entire season, she's been a basket case and, like, this panicky, nervous, twitching mess. Mm -hmm. And finally, this episode, I felt like we saw some of the old Susan back again. Which I like because a little bit. I got a little tired of wimpy lamb Susan. So I think it's good to have her a little more stable. Obviously, I don't think it's going to stay on that track with this whole art thing. But I also agree with you when I think her and Mike relationship went way too fast. Like them getting back on solid ground happened too fast for me. Yeah, well... Susan and Tom are. Uh, what am I? What am I saying? Susan and Susan Tom and Mike, are not together. I know exactly. Lynette and Tom Lynette are not and together. Tom, Tom Lynette is and Tom, all the way over here. I think that their relationship, Lynette and Tom's, has so much drama going on right now that perhaps the writers thought, okay, Susan and Mike can't also be having problems. Let's just sort of, you know, hurry their healing along. But you know, I'm really curious to see. There was a great tease at the end of tonight's episode. I almost thought the tease for next week's show was better than tonight's whole episode. And that did include Susan um, in her art class and potentially some uh, nude scenes, some nude Mm -hmm. modeling. Again, it's a family show. It's on ABC, no problem. So um, why don't we take a commercial break? And when we come back, we can talk about some of the predictions for next week. And uh, then we'll wrap up the show. So meet us back here in a minute. There we go. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. It's television and they want to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy... Ducky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig will come out. That wig. When the TV show is over, get your after buzz on. So before the break, we were talking about Susan and Mike and how their relationship seems to be back on track. I feel like that was kind of a nice – we're seeing first glimpses that not only is her relationship with Mike okay, but that we are, through this art class, we are going to see Susan regain her sanity and sort of like become centered again. Uh, with Bree and her daughter Danielle, that was kind of unexpected as well to see – You know, at the beginning of this episode, we saw Danielle come back into the house after a failed marriage and, and a kid and the starting of a business – and then by the end of the episode, she was in the kitchen with Bree, and Bree apologized to her and said, I forgive you. I support your business 100%. I will be a silent partner. I had no right to judge you. I mean, there was a lot of progress in this episode. These storylines are like, bam, pay yes. attention because they go fast. They were like consolidated, like full story, one episode. Yeah. So, and I was just thinking when you were talking about Bree entering this whole sex sling swing business they always have to have at least one housewife tied into something like sexual i mean susan 
was doing the oh, yeah the maid the, cleaning, the naughty maid naughty cleaning, cleaning thing before that, that was she was involved in the strip club ownership like oh yeah there's always something wrong you know Susan and the naughty maid cleaning thing I mean that was some of the funniest stuff ever that was pretty good yeah and who knows what the swing is going to lead to I don't know I don't know if we'll see much more of that sling because I kind of feel like I, 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 that storyline is kind of like okay Danielle sells sex slings great. Moving on. Bree's now getting involved. Who knows how that could happen? But what I thought was interesting is Bree was like, I will be your partner, a silent partner who is completely untraceable in all ways so that no one will ever find me or know that I was doing this. And, you know, she made it clear <laughs> that she will be a partner and support financially perhaps, but that she does not want anyone knowing yeah. what's going on. She does not want her name near this. Although Vanessa Williams' character, Renee, what's to say Renee's not going to tell the whole neighborhood what's going on? Renee's going to try and... Start like a swing club, something like that. That's your prediction for next week? No. I, I think you're actually probably right. I think you're pro- it's probably going to go under the table. They have enough going on that I don't think this is going to be too huge. But what – I mean what I don't understand is they're – again, like these episodes move quickly. The storylines go fast. Things change on a dime. But bringing Danielle back into Bree's life – What is that going to add? What is that going to add? Because we did see – at the end of this episode, the scary music, we saw Detective Chuck again, and then that unsolved file with Gabby's um, stepfather um, yes. in, in the or- photo. So it is clear that this murder is going to come back and haunt these ladies in some way. And I've got to think that, that Danielle has got – she's got to be tied in somewhere. Yeah, there's got to be pe- some role. Like why randomly – it's like, kind of like Susan's daughter – Yes, Julie. that is true. That is true. Like, is Julie going to come back? Is it for the sake of wrapping up the series and seeing it full circle, we bring these characters back in? I mean, Susan's kids kind of disappear. I mean, she also has, like, a 10-year-old. But who knows where he is? Well, you know, we did hear his voice in tonight's episode. He was like, Mom, can you help with my homework? MJ. MJ. I did. I missed that. I miss MJ. Yeah, it was just his voice so from, the, from the other room. here for a reason. I've... No idea what that reason is. Will we see Andrew come back, Bree's son? I think it depends on how all about how Diane Neal gets involved. There, see, there's so many. Because I could see her finding out and then going to Andrew or something. Was Andrew like married, legally married to some guy? Like he was in a relationship, but then that ended and the guy left him. Andrew, these storylines. There's so much going there's on. So it's hard to people. remember. I. I these they it's so hard like with these storylines for Doctor Housewives I literally have to go back and look because there's so many seasons and so many years and so many things that overlap and change and literally one minute someone's together and one minute they're broken apart and there's murders and stuff that sometimes I just can't keep them straight. But that is one of the reasons why I love this show though because even though it's like you've got to stay on your toes and you've got to pay attention to everything, I think back some of the, to, to some of the past seasons and think about like the stuff that went on, like the tornado that hit the lane, the plane crash that happened during that mm-hmm. neighborhood festival, um, what's her name getting electrocuted. I mean the child molester living bunch. on the lane. Of course, the gay couple who's currently living on the lane and they have an adopted Adopt daughter. It's like, whoa, this show, there is a lot going on. And how many people have been hit by cars in this show? Come on. We oh. have to be at least up to like 20 million. <laughs> a lot of casualties. Everyone. Well, This uh, is how the season's going to end. Everyone's just going to get hit by a car. That's quite depressing. 
Hopefully they'll come up with something a little better for that. Um, better than that. Well, next week, um, we will be back here. The, again, the tease, mm-hmm. if you saw uh, tonight's episode, you saw the end of it, and it was a fantastic tease, I thought. I am really curious to see. We saw Susan, like, dropping her robe in her <laughs> art class. Is she going to be a nude model for the other students to draw? I think she's gonna. it's going to be one of those things where they said they're going to be painting nudes, and she heard, like, in the nude. Oh, you <laughs> know what? That weird. would be such a Susan thing to do, to be totally confused and I show up naked. I just feel like she's going to be like the only one naked. Probably, probably. Or someone else is going to really... I don't know. It's never what it always seems, what it seems like. Exactly. It be. Well, I guess seven days from now, we will find out. So um, thanks for hanging out with us on After Buzz. However, you're listening or watching us, as always, you can call in to the show, 424 256 1729. And we will be back next week, same time, same place, breaking down the episode. And uh, Sarah Stretton, it's been great hanging out with you. Same with you, Mr. Derek Shore. I will see you next week, all right? Yes. And we'll, we'll see all right of you here. next week. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz, buzz you later! later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.